Welcome to episode three. I'm really passionate about what I want to talk about today. And it was something that I learned a little later in life. Again, probably about 18 months to two years ago. And it was one of those things that happened where when something leaves your lips and you hear yourself say it out loud and you think, that's been inside of me this entire time. And over the last, probably I would say five years, I've really struggled with maintaining any weight loss that I've had. I'm really good at losing the weight, but then I really struggle with the maintenance part of it. So once I lose the weight, I just don't really know how to keep it off. And so that is just something that I learned about myself in about 2016, which was shortly after my son, my second oldest son graduated high school. And the next year, my daughter was going to graduate high school. And suddenly, so my let me backtrack. My second oldest son graduated in May of 2016. The 16 to 17 school year, my now 20-year-old daughter was a senior in high school. And so I had put on a bunch of weight the summer following his graduation. I had actually lost a bunch of weight and then slowly started putting it on um, after the summertime. And there were a lot of things I was just, I was really kind of in my game. Um, my mortgage company was taking off well. I was doing really well financially. It was doing really well in the brokerage. Uh, things were good at home. And then one January day, I was leaving a networking group on a Friday morning. It was snowy. It was January in Colorado. So it was snowy. The sun was shining, but the roads were, you know, questionable and, uh, it was very cold. And I remember driving to this networking meeting, which I may have just contradicted myself, but now that I'm kind of recalling the memories, I was driving to the meeting and it was early in the morning. And I remember looking down at my phone and finding it odd that my ex-brother-in-law was calling me because y'all, it was like eight or nine o'clock in the morning. And I remember answering the phone and saying, hey, bud, his name's not bud, but I'm not going to say his name, like, hey, bud. And um, he proceeded to tell me that my ex-husband, the father of my three children, had passed away that morning. And time literally stopped. And for a while, a season, a season of about six months uh, I laid everything down, so to speak, and I spent the next six months navigating this new place of helping my three older children journey through the loss of their father, my ex-husband. And during that time, um, I semi-adopted this attitude that life was short, eat all the cake, and all tangible and non-tangible ways that you can interpret that saying. And so my weight began to climb even more and even more. Focusing on myself during this time was just not a priority. And it's something that I wished I had a different perspective on at the time. I think it would have been a great gift to have given to my kids. And I guess in some ways I did, but I wasn't leading by example. And 
Um, I don't want to dive into it too much just because I want to continue to be sensitive to my older children and that relationship. I'm not really going to dive into that, but uh, coming around to his the first anniversary of his passing, I had gained a lot of weight. Um, I was sitting at about um, just shy of 190 pounds, which I had reached about 196 pounds um, the week before I delivered my sixth child. I was one of those pregnant people that no matter what I did, I always gained 70 plus pounds with every pregnancy. It could be, I remember with some of them, I lost significant amounts of weight because I was super sick. I had hyperemesis. So I would lose, you know, 15, 20 pounds. I would be in my fourth or fifth month of pregnancy and either still down from my original weight or barely have gained like five or six pounds total. And y'all, I had big babies. Like my smallest baby was seven pounds, 15 ounces. No, seven pounds, five ounces. And he was born two and a half weeks early. So I had big babies. Um, My other babies ranged from seven pounds, 15 ounces to eight pounds, six ounces. And I am not a big person. I'm five foot three. Um, before I started having babies, I was 120 pounds. So I'm, I'm just kind of a smaller and stature person normally. But about the year anniversary of his passing, I was at the weight that I was basically when I was nine months pregnant. And it was, it was a huge eye opener getting on that scale. And shortly thereafter, um, the thought came to me about how hard it was to be that big. Um, a number of my friends followed some, you know, followed me on social media and knew that I was, you know, working out and trying to lose weight. And then um, about the time that the Rachel Hollis book had popped into my life, Girl, Wash Your Face, which would have been October 2018, I had really grasped the concept that there were certain things that were just going to be hard. And for a long time, I would say to my friends that were going through divorce, um, that my divorce didn't bring me the clarity or ease or release of stress or all the things that I had put in the basket that leaving that relationship was going to be the solution and my life was going to be exponentially easier and better. And it wasn't, uh, my life as a single mom at 25 years old with three kids was more challenging than I ever gave credence to. And I was a very, at that point, um, timid and insecure and just unsure about life in general. I had not been on my own. My ex-husband was someone that I met in high school. I'd never really, I mean, I basically went from living with my parents to living with my, you know, then subsequent or would eventually be my husband. Um, So this was really the first time in my life that I was on my own, legitimately on my own and in a space that I'd never really had to, um, coordinate or live in, which was being the only adult in charge of my life. And I remember a friend coming to me and talking to me about her divorce. And I remember saying to her, I'm not going to be the friend that sits here and tells you that you're justified. 
you know, you've already made that decision, but here I'm going to be the friend that tells you it's not easier. And all the stories that you've told yourself that this is going to be easier, I'm going to tell you right now it's not. It's hard. It's just a different kind of hard. Excuse me. It's just a different kind of hard. And there were some things in my subsequent marriage that as, um, as the leaving of the family business and some things unraveled that a, a few people begin to speak into my ear like, why are you staying in this relationship? Why are you staying in this marriage? Why are you staying at that job? And I remember the point where it dawned on me that having been in a relationship that was challenging, having been divorced that was challenging, that I was going to choose the hard in my marriage so long as there continued to be signs or hope that I could come out with my marriage in the end. And that I fully embraced that it was hard either way, but that I had the power to choose which hard I was going to invest myself in. So fast forward a few years now and really being challenged with the amount of weight I had gained, not only just in my own self-esteem and in how I was feeling about my my value, um, the excuses and the justifications that I told myself. And so for now at this point, I'd lived for a year in the space of like, life short, eat all the cake. And then I got really, really overweight. And I thought, my life's going to be really short because I ate all the damn cake. Like I have got to get this under control. And so I started to explore what my triggers were. And my triggers are essentially, um, I crave sugar. Uh, I crave sugar when I'm tired. It's like the universe is laughing at me. Y'all, I have six children. Uh, I run a business. My husband runs his own business. We, at the time, we had two dogs. Um, I, I've said before, like, I'm the type of person where I love to have a hundred things going at a time. So me being tired is pretty inevitable. I'm also a morning person, just by nature. My dad is, my grandfather was. And so I'm an early to rise and early to bed. So when people talk about a three o'clock trigger in the afternoon, part of my problem is my trigger started at three o'clock. And a lot of times I didn't stop eating until well after eight o'clock. And I could never really control, like I never had a feeling of being satisfied. Uh, Even if I was able to get the quick sugar high in to satisfy the energy dump, um, I never felt full or satisfied. And so as I began to explore those things, um, I came across the last 90 days, the Rachel Hollis challenge of the last 90 days, and it was to get up an hour early and use that hour only for yourself and to move your body 30 minutes a day, no matter what. And I remember as I started documenting on social media, being at the gym at 4.30 in the morning, 4, 4.35, that people begin to comment, like, how do you do it? Like, we know you have all these kids. We know you run your own business. We know your husband is running his own business. And he was coaching wrestling at the high school level as well. So I'm going to segue here. If y'all don't know anything about wrestling, let me just tell you that it's like the longest season in high school athletics. Like, that shit starts from fucking October to damn February. 
And I coach softball in high school. And our season is like August to October. Like wrestling is an entirely different animal. And it's, um, you know, five days a week and all day on Saturday from six o'clock in the damn morning until, you know, six, seven, eight o'clock in the damn evening. So it's like, it's legit. And then our little boys were wrestling. So then we were at wrestling on Sundays, um, you know, from seven o'clock in the morning. And if you're blessed to have children that are the right age apart, one kid wrestles in the morning and one kid wrestles in the afternoon. So you spend an entire Sunday in a gym with wrestling. So from like October to February, wrestling is life, seven days a week. So, um, but the, so I, I come back to my story, which is, you know, as I started documenting on social media, getting to the gym and part of it really wasn't, it really wasn't looking for it, although I appreciate it and I loved it and found out I needed it more than I was giving it credit for again, it really was to keep me accountable. I knew that if I said it out loud, I knew that if I posted on social media, there was a certain accountability because I knew that if I went there and then didn't, people would know that I quit or that I failed. And for me, that was a bigger motivator um, because I'm super competitive. I was an athlete my whole life. And so if you're an athlete and you kind of understand that competitiveness, right? Um, As people begin to say, like, I don't know how you do it, I would, I would respond in all honesty and almost like you've got to know this difficulty as well, which is, listen, being 50 pounds overweight and being exhausted at eight o'clock at night and losing my wind going up a flight of stairs is really fucking hard. But getting up at four o'clock in the gym And prioritizing myself and going is also hard. So at the end of the day, if I'm going to be completely exhausted somewhere between 8 and 9 o'clock, I want it to be that I'm exhausted at 8 or 9 o'clock because I was up at 4 o'clock going to the gym. And the thing that throws me off the most is when my schedule changes. So I did phenomenal for months and months and months. And um, as many of you know, uh, we, I have relocated to New Mexico. My husband is still in Colorado, finishing up some of uh, needing to finish up. And so um, it was a real sudden and abrupt decision to move our family to New Mexico to give my son, who was recently diagnosed with dyslexia, access to um, some dyslexia, I don't want to call it training, but treatment maybe. Um, and he was starting to get bullied really bad at his school. And, um, our, my conversation with the principal had been like, I'm gonna have to pull all my kids out of the school. Like this is getting ridiculous. So my schedule was changed really abruptly. And I just, I really have struggled the last three months that we've been in New Mexico, getting back into a new good routine. But as I was talking with my husband over the weekend about some things that were coming up that were a little bit challenging with one of our kiddos, was just discussing having the conversation with her about choosing the right heart. And so I want to sh- I want to share that with you all and I want to leave you with that concept that whatever it is that you're avoiding right now or whatever it is that's the biggest attack on your self-esteem or whatever it is that is bringing the biggest challenge to your personal value it is hard. It makes it hard to get out of bed in the morning. It makes it hard to get into your closet and get dressed in the morning. It might make it hard for you to put makeup on and go through your day. 
But I also want to tell you that the things that, let's be real, that you probably know with a high degree of certainty that you need to be doing to rectify that are also hard. But if both of them are going to be hard, at the end of the day, choose the hard that brings you to a better life. Choose the hard that brings you to a better space. And listen, let me peel this onion back for you. And I want to share the things that I told myself. I don't really care about making an ass of myself. Like I've got so many stories, but really a lot of times I find a lot of value in saying like, I know that struggle because listen to the stuff I told myself. Okay. Let me just lay out the excuses that I told myself before. If you have followed me on anywhere on social media, I have posted on several platforms that it took me five months. So from the time I found the Rachel Hollis book and said, yep, I'm all in, I'm doing the last 90 days, to actually getting to a place where I could go to the gym every day of the week was five months. I'm gonna talk about that specific journey in episode four, um, because there's a lot of value in that, a lot, a lot of value. And I probably need to revisit that for myself. But here are the things (laughs) that kept me from being committed to that promise that I made to myself, okay? Um, I didn't have a good pair of shoes because y'all know you ain't want to be showing up in the gym with some nasty sneakers, okay? I told myself I needed to get a new pair of shoes first, uh, but I'm also really frugal and I really have a hard time spending $50, $60 on a pair of shoes. So then I had to overcome that hurdle. Um, I finally bit the bullet and just, and I actually didn't even get my shoes on sale. I just said enough of this shit, Jackie, get the damn shoes and go to the gym already. Um, while I was, you know, toiling around about spending all this money about going to the gym. Well, once I got my shoes, well, I, I needed a bag though. Like I, I needed a gym bag. You know, like none of the other bags that I had would do. None of the other duffel bags or any of the, I don't know, two dozen wrestling bags between all of the children in my home that wrestle or the bags that my mother-in-law had gotten them or any of my 31 bags or any of my IKEA's bags, right? I had to have a special for me gym bag. And then once I got the bag, I was like, oh, well, I need to have travel size toiletries. So, I mean, y'all, it took me another legitimately like three weeks before I ran out of excuses because I got all the things and I had no other choice but to just go to the gym. And then when I got to the gym, I was super self-conscious about why I didn't know how I wanted to work out. Now, I was a power lifter in high school. So my relationship with rest, uh, not wrestling, my relationship with lifting was to to gain strength, which I've always loved about myself. I've always loved that even when I've had a little bit bigger of a weight number, there's still kind of an athletic appearance to who I am. And I always feel really good about myself when I look and feel strong, not necessarily skinny, but strong. Um, but I was really intimidated. And so I just started doing like 20 minutes of cardio. And then I was like, well, I'm just wasting my time. I'm just coming to do the 20 minutes of cardio. I'm not even doing the 30 minutes that Rachel says. And so then I just told myself, just do the weight circuit. Just do once around on the weight circuit and 20 minutes. 
it was an evolution of coming to a place where I could go to the gym every single day. So, whatever you're telling yourself, I get it. I totally get it. But those are all indirect conflict with what actually is going on. And I think if you take a few minutes to embrace the difficulty of whatever it is you're in right now, and also understand that the solution to that is going to also be really challenging, but if it's going to be fucking hard either way, please consider choosing the hard that moves you out of this space.